Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. John 6, 44. He claimed the same knowledge of God in Matthew eleven twenty seven, when he said, All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. As we celebrate his birth this season, remember it's not about another baby being born in humble beginnings, who grew into merely a great teacher or a healer or an orator or a great leader. Christmas is about God and glory coming down from heaven to save his people from their sins. And as we look at this passage, we need to see that. In Jesus, God came into the world. Hear that. Know that. And Joseph was to be his father. Of course, not in the traditional sense. He was to be his adoptive father. And this is a really amazing thing that happens because there's a reversal. Because we know that as an adoptive parent, you choose who you adopt. Notice Joseph didn't choose to be the father of the incarnate God. Joseph didn't choose Jesus. Jesus chose him. The child adopted the father. And this is the way of God. Starting way back in the Old Testament, Jesus chose a family for himself through David's line to whom he would one day come. And one ancient writer put it this way, among men, fathers adopt whoever they wish to be their sons. This son, however, adopted fathers. However, this son, however, adopted fathers whom he chose for himself among men. Sons receive the honor of birth from their fathers. But in Christ's case, the father received honor from the son. It turned Joseph's world upside down. In fact, it turned the whole world upside down. This baby in a manger was the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. The one whom there was no room in the end makes room in heaven for sinners like you and me. The child who was born like us gave new birth that we may be like him. The boy in the barn was the glory of heaven. We have been visited not by a vision of God, not an apparition, not even a messenger of God, but by God himself. This is the great hope in which we live. God has come. He stepped into our mess, into our lives, into our darkness, into our hopelessness and despair, and he brought his life and hope. He came to us and to bring us himself. And he did not, and it did not from heaven, but from earth. He did it from earth. He came here. It's to that we now turn. In verse 21, the angel told Joseph that Mary would bear a son. J.I. Packer put it this way. God became man. The divine son became a Jew. The almighty appeared on earth as a helpless human baby unable to do more than lie and stare and wriggle and make noises, needing to be fed and changed and taught to talk like any other child. The babyhood of the Son of God was a reality. The more you think about it, the more staggering it gets. Nothing in fiction is so fantastic as this truth of the incarnation. C.S. Lewis helps a little bit to help us grasp the humility of all of this and the humanity. The eternal being who knows everything 
and who created the whole universe became not only a man, but before that a baby, and before that a fetus in a woman's body. If you want to get the hang of it, think how would you like to become a slug or a crab? Jesus is God. He is also man. Just as Jesus is not something like God or less than, like anything, something like but less than God, he is not something less than man either. He's fully man, even as he is fully God. He, is one of the, he was one of us. He was born just like you and me. He grew up just like you did. His body changed and developed and mature. He learned to walk and talk how to do things for himself. He lived a human life just like you and me. He ate food. He drank water. He knew what a cool breeze off the ocean felt like, off the sea. He knew what it felt like to take off his shoes at the end of a long day. He knew what it was to be hot. It knew what it was to laugh and to cry. He felt the comfort of friendship. He also experienced the joy of life at weddings and at parties but he experienced the pain of life as well. He knew what it was to get a splinter in his hand. He had friends that died of disease and illness. He felt betrayed. He bled. He died. He went through it all. The only difference between your human life and his was that he never sinned. Of course, that doesn't mean he didn't feel the effects of sin. He certainly did. Nowhere more than the cross, where he took upon himself the wrath of God and our sin was laid upon him. The penalty that we should pay, he paid for us. Jesus is also fully man, fully both. This means that God understands your life. He understands you. He's been in your shoes. Even had a name like we do. In verse 21, God gave Joseph the responsibility of every father, naming his son. And you shall call his name Jesus. And the name meant something. The Lord saves. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He had a mission. Jesus had a purpose. His name bore witness to it. He was to save his people. And what was he to save us from? From our enemies? From our suffering. Maybe you would save from disease or accidents or storm or disasters, but it wasn't any of those things. He was to save us from our sins. The greatest enemy to God's people is not having anything outside of themselves. It's who we are. The sin we are born with is the greatest enemy. The most tragic thing about us is not what happens in our lives to us, what happens outside but what happens in us with our sin. Because it's the sin that separates us from our Creator, from our Father. He came not just for that. He came for much more. But that's His goal, His purpose, was to save us from what we can't save ourselves from. He came not just to fix our problems, but to give us peace. He came not just to save us, but to redeem us. He came not just to deal with us, but to be with us. And that's our third point. Look at verses 22 and 23, what it says. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by his prophet. Behold, the virgin shall come, shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, 
which means God with us. Jesus is the name the Lord saves. Emmanuel is the nature God is with us. Here's why this matters to all of us. At some point, we all ask, has God abandoned me? Sometimes we suffer so profoundly profoundly that we wonder if God has forsaken us. Our lives can fall into a series of disappointments and failures and pain and hardship. Our hope is replaced with despair. Our vision of what is good and right is replaced with a focus on the ills of the world and what is going wrong. And even in that, it feels as if our relationship with our God is being stolen. But we have to be reminded in this season and what Christmas brings is the birth of a Savior to remind us that it's not stolen. Even in those places as we celebrate this season where we begin to feel down and we don't have anyone with us or does, it, does anyone even care? Or we're left at home alone and no one's looking Life sometimes feels like it's full of despair. But what does Christmas in this season, the birth of Christ, say to us in those moments? It says, God is with us. That doesn't mean it's life is easy. It doesn't mean our hopes are sometimes disappointed. It doesn't mean others don't cause us problems. It doesn't mean what is precious to us isn't stolen or lost. But it does mean that we are not alone. Your life is not limited to what this world can give you. It's not limited to what you can achieve. It's not limited to what you can get through your hard work and sacrifice. Your life is defined by a miracle. God is with us. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. It's so easy for us to believe God is isn't always there, or we miss it in the busyness of the world around us, that maybe he has turned his back or deserted us. He has every reason to, doesn't he? I mean, our sins are many, our failures pile up. We look at the world around us and go, gosh, our weaknesses and shine brighter than our strengths. And this passage points to the coming of the Savior, not on our own strength that are the troubles that we have, and reminds us that God is not against us, In any way, God is for us. He came to redeem what is lost and broken. He restores and gives us life to the full for all who believe. I want to settle this on your heart today. He came for you. God is with us. Jesus, the Savior, has come or is coming. Christmas means that God is with us. Jesus makes this a reality. He entered this very real world you and I live in. He came into this darkness. He came into this situation. He came into this difficulty. He came into this life of suffering. God is with us. God is so with us that there's not a single second that he turns from us. He never gets tired of your voice. He never gets weary. He hears your cries. He knows your need. He sees your sin. And instead of turning away, he comes to save He is our ally when we feel abandoned and alone. He is our defender when we feel guilty. He is our justifier when we have no excuses. He is your surety when there is uncertainty. He is personally involved with you. Jesus is more than an action. He accomplishes salvation. He is also a presence with you. Jesus came to be your savior and your friend.
This wasn't our idea. We could never imagine such a thing. We, in our finite minds, feel like we need to earn him. But he gives himself to the undeserving. He didn't wait for us to come around. He didn't wait for our strengths to compel him. He didn't measure our success before stepping into this world. He came to our weaknesses and our failures and our unworthiness. He entered our darkness. He made himself our friend when we were his enemy. He turned our life around and keeps doing it. Our sin and our weakness that we believe disqualifies us actually qualifies us for his grace. Jesus came to the lowly for the lowly. He's with all who are weary and who need rest, all who mourn and long for comfort, all who feel worthless and wonder if God even cares, and all who fail and desire strength, all who sin and need a Savior. He came as a Savior. He is Emmanuel. God is with us. God the Redeemer, who is provenient in His grace, has come into the world not to condemn, but to seek and to save the lost like me. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.